Hey, hey, everybody. I just want to let you all know that this will be the last podcast for 2021, but I'll definitely be back in 2022. This podcast is titled Close for Self-Care because it's time for me to take a break and take care of myself, just like I take care of everyone else. I'm going to share a few of the things that I do for me while I'm in my self-care mode and hopefully some of the things that I do can help you or give you some ideas of what to do for self-care if you're at a loss. I have to admit though, some of the things I do are pretty basic and you've probably already heard them, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. I have been taking some time to myself because I am still working out or working through the death of my cousin. I still have some things that I need to do within myself for that. Even though I work with and deal with death almost on a daily basis, even I get tired, even I get drained, even I get emotionally worn out. Now, this is my calling, so I'll never stop. But there are times when I do have to take a pause for myself to take care of myself. And that's what I'm going to do for the next three to four weeks of 2021 and maybe the first or second week of January. I'll definitely be back, but I'm taking a break for now. Self-care is extremely important. It's one of the things that I talk about to my clients, almost to the point where I'm probably annoying them. I understand that it's important and I want them to understand that it's important too. Life can be draining. Very, very draining too, now that I think about it. Just saying it out loud, it gives me chills to think about some of the times in life where I probably should have taken a break, but I kept trying to push forward. And I don't want to do that again. I don't want the podcast to become empty and full of blabber and jumble just to come out with a podcast. It was really hard for me to come up with a topic last week, which is why I didn't have a podcast episode come out. And I decided that instead of trying to work through my grief, meaning work like labor through it, I would take a break and work through it that way. That way I can breathe. That way I can reflect. And that way I can regroup. And those are some things that you should do too. So I'll give you a few of my self-care rituals, I guess I would call them. So one of them is isolation. And I know people say, oh, don't be by yourself or you need to be around people when you feel a certain way. But for me, I need to be alone. I need to sit and I need to think through my feelings without any outside influences trying to tell me how I should feel or how I should move with these feelings that I have. I sit alone. I reflect. I meditate. I even talk to myself. I ask myself questions and I answer my own questions. My mom used to say, it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't answer yourself. But my thought is, if I'm talking to myself and I don't answer myself, then who's going to answer me? Who else better to answer than me? So I definitely talk to myself and ask myself questions and answer my own questions. It helps me to get my thoughts out and to process them. Sometimes when I'm in my own head, 
it's really hard to move through the thoughts internally. They just make more sense on the outside once I hear them. So that's one of the things that I do. Another thing that I do, um, meditation. I meditate not very often, but sometimes. But let me let me tell you, when I meditate, my mind is not clear. It is not quiet. It is not calm at all. Thoughts come up. I think through them. I discard them. More thoughts come up. I think through them. I discard those too. Emotions come up. I feel them. I examine where they came from and I discard them. That's how I meditate. Whoever has found out how to get to a quiet mind, let me know because mine does not stop talking. Those are some of the things that I do for isolated self-care. I have to be with myself to feel and understand myself. Nobody can help me to understand myself but me. People can give me ideas and insight and thoughts, but I am the only person who's living my life. So I'm the only person who can tell me how to move on and come to an agreement with myself, I guess, on how I should move on or how I should process what I'm feeling. Another thing that I do for self-care is journal. Things stick to me better when I write them down. So I journal. I write stuff down so that I can get a better understanding of it, so that I can get clarity on it. It's kind of like when I talk out loud to myself, writing it down and seeing it makes me understand it more or be able to process it more because it's tangible and I can see it versus it being in my head or sometimes versus it being audible. It also helps me to set goals and intentions. So if I'm sad about a certain thing, I may journal about it and I may also journal about what I can do to to in a healthy way alter those thought processes or feelings when they come up. Not discard them. You cannot throw away grief and emotion and expect to be able to live a healthy life. I am not a psychologist or psychiatrist, but that's just my opinion. I feel like you have to move through and deal with everything that you're going through in order to be able to heal. Healing versus fixing. Healing and fixing are two different things. I don't think you can fix feelings, but I think you can heal them. That's just a thought for me. But I need to be able to see what I'm feeling and write down ways that I can move through them or things that I can say out loud to help me process what I'm feeling and to understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. That's why I write stuff down. I need to see it sometimes to make my way through it. Another thing I do for self-care is just something fun. I go out to eat either with friends or myself. I'm, I'm a huge fan of taking myself to lunch and having some mimosas. So that's something that I do for self-care. I take myself to lunch or brunch or I go out with friends, depending on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I go by myself because I want to sit, eat and reflect. And sometimes I go with friends because I'm, I'm just tired of being alone and I want to share my time with someone else. 
I share a lot of my time with my family. And if you have a family, you know that family time and friend time are two different things. I love, 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 love sharing my time with my family. But every now and then I need some time for me and my friends to just unwind, talk trash and do whatever. So that's one of the things that I do for self-care as well. Brunch or lunch. I haven't taken myself to dinner in a long time. Um, What else do I do for self-care? Oh, I read a lot. I read and read and read and read and read. But when I'm in my self-care mode, I have to be careful about what I read because I don't want what I'm reading to kind of take me deeper into what I'm trying to come out of or trying to heal from. So I try to read positive books, books about affirmations, books about po- with positive outcomes, sometimes fictional books. What I stay away from when I need to do my self-care or when I'm in my self-care mode are books about American history, specifically Black American history. Sometimes those books are really, really hard reads and they cause me to get very emotional. So I stay away from those when I'm doing my self-care or when I'm in my self-care mode. And the very last thing that I am teaching myself to do right now is to step away. I have a giver's heart. And when I feel like somebody needs me, it's really hard for me to say I cannot be there for you at this time. I always try to find a way to squeeze someone into my schedule or work on a day that I said that I would dedicate to myself and myself only, or ignore my boundaries altogether. I am working on coming out of that, which is why I am quote unquote closing from Butterflies to Angels podcast for self-care. Only for about four weeks, I'll be back, but I have a client and I have two people that I sit with at the hospices that I volunteer at. So as you can see, my emotional plate is a little full. It takes a little bit of effort for me to record a podcast and edit a podcast and put it out for everyone because I want it to be good content. I don't want to do a podcast just to put an episode out. So in dealing with and processing the death of my cousin and a client that I have who has like experiences to me. So in helping her, sometimes I relive my experiences because I have to share them because I can relate and I want her to know and understand that she is not alone in this. She is not an individual. I have gone through some things similar and many other people have. And then I have two lovely, lovely patients that I sit with for two of the hospices that I volunteer at. Yes, I'm a crazy woman. I volunteer at not one, but two hospices. But these beautiful people are at the end of their lives. And I watch them move and talk and sometimes not knowing where they are or what they're doing. And I wonder what they were like before. And my heart goes out to them because I wonder if they know what's going on right now. So in having a full emotional plate, the only thing I can do is Take a step back for self-care for me. I can't take a step back from hospice because the people are depending on me. The caregivers, not necessarily the patients, but definitely the caregivers because sometimes I'm the only break that they get. 
I'm the only person that relieves them from their duty. The time that I sit with their person is the time that they get to sit with themselves, whether it be just to take a nap, to run errands, to go to the grocery store, get a haircut, wash the car, whatever they have to do outside of the house. The few hours that I'm there, sometimes that is the only time that they get. So the podcast will still be here. You can listen to the other episodes as many times as you want. If you have subscribed to my podcast, you'll definitely get a notification of when I come back. I don't want to leave anybody up in the air and wondering where I'm at and if I'm coming back or if this is one of those things that I started and now I've decided to let go because it's definitely not. I actually have some really exciting things planned for 2022. One of them is an interview with one of my best friends, and she is an army vet and an active police officer right now. So we're going to talk about her experiences with death and dying and seeing death on two different ends from being in the field with the army and being on the streets as a police officer. So I'm pretty excited about that. And there are a few more things that I have up my sleeve, but I don't want to give you all everything. I want you to come back and listen to find out what's going on. For now, I'm going to say thank you so very much for listening and so much for giving me awesome input and fruitful feedback that helped me to develop and improve my podcast over the last few episodes. I really appreciate you all so much more than I can even express. Have a very happy new year and an even more amazing start to 2022.